This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, ni hao, stratvutsie, <laughs> konnichiwa, I think that's in Japanese. Welcome to an all-new international low-life podcast. I'm your host, Lo Von Rumpf, and I'm so happy to be here. I don't know why I said international. I mean, well, I guess technically this podcast is international. We do have listeners all over the world, so wherever you're listening to this at whatever time of the day it might be, Welcome and bienvenidos. I'm so happy to be here with you. No place I'd rather be, really. Just really wanted to be here, especially today. <laughs> my safe place. I always love finding out when my listeners enjoy listening to The Low Life, whether it be in the morning or sometimes people will say, Low, I like listening while I do my makeup or get my hair done or do my walks or workout or while I'm working during the day. Anyway, it just fascinates me because I have a very specific time frame when I like to listen to my podcasts. I do it in the morning. Uh, if I do a little nature walk, always a podcast going and then on my long drives, which I have tons of driving to do always. So it's nice to have a good podcast on. So whatever you're doing right now in life, I'm just so happy to be here with you. And yeah, thanks for bringing me along your journey today. I hope you're having a good day. You're having a good week so far. And if you're not, well, I get it. Kings and Queens, because same same Z's, my God. Well, last week, beginning of the week, I'd say Monday through Thursday of last week was a solid 8.5 out of 10. And that's when I had recorded that uh, the episode for last week. I recorded it like on Wednesday, came out on Thursday. But then after that, my mental health just took a freaking nosedive. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, when it comes to mental health, I'm very open about it. I talk about it all the time. Um, I've definitely struggled with it. And yeah, I have no problem sharing that. And not that anyone's asking, but uh, <laughs> I like to rate where I'm at every week. And I'd say last week I said 8.5. This week, I'm going to go with a solid 5 out of 10. No, not 5. That's even being generous. I'm going to go with like a 2.5 out of 10. <laughs> Rock bottom moment. Bordering on a mental breakdown. Oh my God. It was just one of those weeks, which started for me like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. It just kind of went into the weekend. It was just the perfect storm really though. I had so much work uh, leading into the week, which was great. Uh, but I had a very heavy work weekend, which I usually don't have four shoots in a weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, shoot, shoot, shoot. Like multiple shoot. It was just a lot plus deadlines and fittings. And then of course, podcasting and just, oh, it just all started to add up. And it just, yeah, it kind of got to me. And the thing is, I had family coming to stay with me, which I'm so thankful and grateful to have my family come and visit, especially this one particular cousin I have. I love her so much. Uh, she lives in Portland, Oregon, and I rarely get to see her uh, just like for main holidays, even then not so much, but she'd gotten married and we hadn't met her husband yet. And it was even more difficult to meet him and everything with the pandemic. So this was their opportunity to come in to Los Angeles. It was her first time getting to hang in L.A. So I said, you know what, you little queen, I want you to take my apartment. Just have it to yourself. Enjoy it with your husband, um, who I finally got to meet. And he was just so sweet. Love them. So, yeah, I said, take my spot. 
And uh, yeah, I'll just take a little overnight bag for a few nights and I'll go stay with a friend. I'll figure it out. Uh, But I want you to enjoy the place and just have a nice little LA getaway and just enjoy all the amenities. I have my 900 serums and all my products. And yeah, I wanted it to feel like a little oasis for them. And they were loving it. So the thing is, when you have family come to visit, though, not only did I want my place immaculate while trying to do the four photo shoots and deadlines and all that shit, but I also wanted to entertain them, you know, like take them to a nice dinner and spend as much time as I could with them. But I was just stretched a little bit too thin. So I did get to have a nice dinner with them on Friday and I saw them on Saturday, too. But Friday night, I spent the night at a friend's and I had a wonderful dinner with my cousins. My friend came along and then spent the night at a spot and I had this very vivid dream. Don't want to say it was a nightmare. It was, it was a dream about my friend who had passed away. And yeah, it just oh, it was so surreal. And I woke up missing this friend and thinking about them and didn't feel like I got a good solid night's rest uh, because that was just weighing on my mind. So there's that. I felt the breakdown coming. <laughs> so then the next night, didn't really get a good night's sleep then either. I had to be up super early for a photo shoot crack of dawn. So I'm feeling sleep deprived and I get up extra early and I'm prepping for the shoot. I got the car loaded, rolling racks, designer goods, shoes, jewelry, steamers, you name it. I got it. We're ready to go. So I'm driving to this photo shoot. It's in downtown LA and I left with plenty of time to spare so I can get there nice and early and find a good spot for parking. It's always tough to find parking downtown LA. It's a nightmare. But this particular day, which was Sunday, was just the day from hell because they had all the streets kind of blocked off in this little area for a farmer's market. Then there was some other little activity event happening. So so I'm literally trying to find parking for over an hour. um, And they just keep being redirected. This street's closed, closed, closed. Keep going. Detour, detour. (sighs) My car starts to overheat which I'm surprised about because it's a 2021 fresh off the lot, beautiful car, pay a lot to have this car every freaking month. I mean, it is a write-off, but at the same time, don't expect a brand new car like this to randomly overheat. But it did. And the notification started going off. Mayday, mayday, a little red, boop, 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 turn car off immediately, overheating, engine's about to explode, evacuate the premises. It's so dramatic in this car. So I'm like, damn it. And I'm just in gridlock traffic and there's nowhere to pull over. And I just start feeling like anxiety in my chest. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And it's hot outside and my car is filled to the brim and there's homeless people all around. And I'm like, oh God, this isn't the safest area to break down in. Shit. Um, but my car just starts coming to a stop, slower, slow, slower, and then just stops. Boom. And uh, I, I was able to get to the shoulder of the road, barely. So yeah, then I had to have a tow truck driver come with a flatbed, load up my car. By this point, uh, I'm unable to do the photo shoot. I'm realizing it's just too late. And I have another one that's supposed to be right after that. So I'm like, shit, I'm just stretched too thin today. And on top of that going down, I'm getting text messages from these people at the shoot. Like, where are you? You know, ETA, are you on your way? Um, I'm getting weird text messages from friends. And I'm like, what the is this about like these friends out of the blue like I got two curveballs sent my way and I was just like what is happening in the universe like this all just happened within the last like five hours that I was just through I was done yeah done living in that moment and I know that sounds dramatic but it's all relative to each their own some people don't want to complain that I know like friends I have because they're very fortunate so they feel they don't have a right to complain sometimes I feel like that too 
but I'm still going to do it. I felt miserable and I just, yeah, wanted to cry. Like I was on the verge of tears, like at that moment. And I called Caitlin and, and she's like, what's wrong? And I was telling her about, so I had that first dream on like Friday night about uh, my friend who passed away. And the interesting thing about grief that Caitlin was telling me about my little Canadian maple delight. She's like, low grief comes in waves and it hits you sometimes when you least expect it. And that's so accurate because I I can go like two, three weeks and I feel fine. Then all of a sudden the freaking riptide of grief just hits me and it's like choppy waters. And so on Saturday I'd gone to bed and I was thinking about Dookie and it is difficult for me to sleep in bed these days since Dookie's died. For some reason at night, that's usually when I'm triggered the most. It's probably because he, he died in my arms in bed while I'm holding him. Um, so it just kind of all starts to flood back. And some nights I don't feel that way, but most nights I do. And that being said, again, sleeping alone has been really tough for me because I, I had Dookie by my side for 14 years as my companion in bed. Even if I had someone in bed with me, like Dookie was there too, of course, you know, like he's just, he was just part of my nighttime routine and my comfort and his little snores put me to sleep every single night for 14 years. He was like my sound machine. So, so to not have him with me, even though the way I sleep and the way I position myself, it, it's been an uncomfortable transition for me because I, I always still think he's still there. Like I'll, I'll check on him in the middle of the night sometimes, like thinking I'm, I'm going to, I don't want to roll over on him or something like that. So realizing that he's not there, sometimes it hits me harder than other nights. And yeah, it helps staying with friends and my closest friends, they get it. They know that it's hard for me to sleep alone right now. And yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of going through it. I mean, Dookie died in April. So April, May, June, July, about three months. And yeah, I'm just still trying to rewire my brain because I'm still used to that 14 years. But anyway, needless to say, I had woken up on Sunday morning after thinking about Dookie going to bed. I was missing him so much in my dream. I was crying for Dookie in my dream. I was just bawling in my dream. But then I woke up in the morning covered in tear stains. Like I had just had a mental breakdown. Uh, so it ended up just being the perfect storm for a mental and emotional breakdown. <laughs> like you got the work added up, the photo shoots, the stress, the deadlines. I had the car breaking down. Dookie was on my mind and on my thoughts. I had slept alone and was thinking about him all night. Just woke up feeling miserable. So anyway, I was talking to Caitlin and she's like, Lo, I go through that all the time. And I go through it missing my dogs and they're alive. Like I'm over here in LA without my dogs miserable. Um, I could only imagine uh, if something were to happen to Pino or Ramen, I, I would just go off the rails, just completely lose it. So just be ready for that low because I'm going to be checking into a mental institution and you're probably going to need to be there right there with me. So <laughs> yeah. she gets it completely. Again, my closest friends, they understand it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. But needless to say, when it came to doing a podcast, 
I had a couple great guests lined up and I was going to do some interviews and I just said, no, thanks. I'm going to take it back to the fundamentals of the low life podcast, back to the basics with the OG listeners, my low lifers, and just do a solo episode. I love doing them. It's where I feel the most comfortable with you guys. And, and I love them because it gives me an opportunity to get to know my listeners more. So what I did was I opened it up on Instagram, you know, the little box you could ask questions, right? So I put that up there and I said, low lifers come through. You could ask me anything you want. If you need life advice or any advice on anything, yeah, just throw it in the box and I'll talk about it on the podcast. My beautiful low lifers didn't disappoint. We got thousands of submissions of people that, you know, were saying, low, this is what I'm going through. Everything from having problems in the bedroom with their husband, to trying anal for the first time, to dealing with toxic friends, to mental health. I mean, you guys do not hold back. And I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for being so honest and open. And I'm keeping most of them anonymous, unless you specify like you could say my name. But I was just really happy to know that you guys feel so comfortable to like just lay it out like that. Um, Because same. So anyway, it's going to be a great episode. Now, when it comes to giving advice, I'm not a professional. I'm not Dr. Oz. I'm not Oprah freaking Winfrey. I'm not anybody. I'm just a normal guy, a little cancer crab, putting my pantalones on one leg at a time. And yeah, I've had some life experiences, though, that might help you in your life experience or whatever you're dealing with. So yeah, I'm just giving advice from that perspective. I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all advice. I'm not some freaking cult leader over here. But I have had a lot of therapy, extensive amounts. (laughs) It's helped me tremendously. And I have gone through some shit, uh, so maybe it could uh, it could help you with whatever you might need help with. So, yeah, these questions, again, you might like the advice or you might not agree. It is what it is, but I'm just here to do the best that I can and, uh, yeah, look out for my low lifers. So that's why I decided to do this episode. So my manager and I rounded up the submissions. We had a lot from Instagram, uh, some DMs that were sent, also some emails that were sent our way. We put them all together. Some of them I've already read. They're great, and I can't wait to answer them. Some of them um, I want to be surprised on the air and just read it so it's a fresh reaction. But again, these are all from you, the listeners. And yeah, I'm excited to do a little lowdown segment with my lowlifers. So without further ado, let's jump into today's special episode. Hit it with the lowdown. Okay, let me just set the scene for you. Paint a picture because I am serving up some beautiful ambiance right now. So I'm here at the Low Life headquarters, my home, and um, <laughs> I took all the pillows off my couch, put them on the floor, took the pillows from my bedroom, put those on the floor. So now I feel like I'm in like this little genie lamp situation or a genie bottle. I got lavender in the corner with this diffuser I got on Amazon, which I love. So that's just spitting out lavender air as we speak. I'm sitting here in my underwear. I got an oversized hoodie on. My hyaluronic serums have been applied. I lotionized the skin. I just feel so good. Have a little dark chocolate with sea salt right here and a delicious glass of Spade and Sparrows wine. Just here we go. I'm going to pour it. Sounds like pee. (laughs) It's wine. Okay, there we go. This is my happy place. All right, so let's get into some questions from the low lifers. Uh, a lot of them are anonymous. Some of them aren't. I'll only say the name if they say it's okay to say their name. Okay, here we go. First one up. All right, this listener writes in and says, Hello, low. 
How do I put myself out there again to make friends after being burned by friendships over and over again? Please advise. Well, Queen, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the toxic friend capital of the world. (laughs) I have been burnt, stabbed, dragged, literally burnt to a crisp by my friends. And uh, yeah, it's not a fun place to be. Toxic friends are the worst. And I've spoken about it before. I've done a whole episode on it. And the thing is, when it comes to putting yourself out there, when it comes to just having friends in general, specifically toxic ones, uh, ones that you start to realize aren't good for you, that happened to me. And I really had to do some soul searching. And there's two things that happen here. Okay. So this is just the path that I took. Again, hopefully it can help you. We'll see. But when I realized I was in these relationships, I remember complaining to the queen and saying, God, these people just keep coming into my life. Like they find me, these toxic ass, mean spirited bitches that, you know, are just not good to be around. They're depleting me. Uh, they're not good for my psyche. And, and I never feel good in the relationship. And the queen looked at me and said, you know, Miho, these toxic friends aren't finding you. You're seeking them out and you need to figure out why are you seeking these people out? Why are you drawing this energy into your atmosphere, into your life? You need to do some soul searching and figure that out. And I was like, how dare you, queen? (laughs) How dare you say that, queen? Like, I'm seeking out toxicity. I don't want that in my life. What the hell are you talking about? But I really had to put in the work. And the more I thought about it, and process, the more I realized, you know what? She's really onto something. And there's two parts to this. So the first part is my self-esteem was very low. I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. And either did these friends. They were unhappy in their careers. They were always looking left and right to see who was doing better than them and comparing themselves constantly. They were always making me feel like I was smaller than them always trying to make me feel like I was insignificant or putting me down in a passive aggressive way without even realizing it, whether, you know, it was trying to make me the butt of the joke or, or trying to pick up my character in little subconscious ways. And I realized that just reinforced how I was already feeling about myself. I didn't love who I was at the time. I wasn't feeling good in my own skin. So misery loves company. And you know, that phrase birds of a feather flock together and And yeah, I was okay with them projecting all that shit onto me because again, I wasn't happy with myself. So that's the first part of it that I had to address is my self-esteem wasn't where it should have been. It wasn't in a healthy place. So that makes me susceptible to finding people that kind of share that similar like-mindedness of hating themselves. That was the first part. Second thing I had to address was I'm naturally a caretaker a nurturer. I love to help people. That's just how I'm wired. That's my default setting. I'm a pleaser. That being said, I love a good fixer upper moment. I do. I do. (laughs) And I would find these friends that had complicated lives. There was always drama happening in some way, shape or form, whether it be in their personal relationships or their family or their career. And I was helping them, you know, guiding them in any way that I could whether it be giving them advice or, you know, helping them in their careers in whatever way that I could connect them with people or, or doing favors for them to help them get ahead. And I was always trying to do something to please them in the friendship. Um, even if that meant just being the life of the party and making sure that they were all laughing at dinner and having a good time, like that also is depleting in some sort of way. I was more concerned with making sure my friends were okay. Um, and I wasn't taking care of home base. And generosity really starts at home, queens. That's one lesson I've had to learn the hard way. 
So for me, being there with my friend all night while she was complaining about a relationship or needing me to help her on her deadline and realizing that I was sacrificing my own work, I wasn't doing what I needed to do at my place. I'm helping someone clean up their home when my home hasn't been cleaned and I should be doing that for myself. Things like that. I'm helping my friend at four o'clock in the morning with a garage sale when there's a bunch of stuff that I need to clean out at my own place. Why am I taking the time to do this? They would never do it for me. And there's the issue. There's the actual problem. So I had to really sit down and figure out why do I put myself in positions where I'm sacrificing what I love to do or my own home or my own self-care, my own mental health uh, for the betterment of these people who at the end of the day could really give a shit about me. They love me when I'm doing stuff for them. And I mean, it wasn't all bad times with these people. I mean, there were some really fun memories mixed in there, of course. Uh, But at the end of the day, when you really look at the whole situation in its entirety, um, there wasn't much there in regards to the friendship. It really was on a what I can bring to the table for them. And the reason why I was okay existing in that sort of life uh, was because I was terrified of my own greatness. I didn't want to give myself a fighting chance. It's easier to focus on other people and make them succeed and, and put your energy and focus into other people. Plus, I was being satisfied in some sort of way because that healer, nurturer, caretaker side of me, that pleaser side of me was still being nourished in a way uh, because I was putting that towards these dysfunctional, unhealthy relationships. But I needed to put that time, energy, and focus into myself. And this was just a nice, big, comfortable excuse that took a lot of my time and energy um, that would take me away from focusing on me. And I didn't want to focus on me because I wasn't really happy with myself. So and the perfect example of that is starting a podcast. I wanted to do it for years. It was always in the back of my mind. I really want to do podcasting. I'd love to do it. I have so much fun co-hosting with Ariel on the Only Child podcast. I love being a guest on people's podcasts. You know, my little Canadian queen, she's been telling me since, you know, day one of podcasting with her, Lo, you got to do your own show. You should do it. Lo, you'd be great at this. And I just didn't give myself a fighting chance. I never felt like I was ready to do it. I didn't want to do it at first because I thought, well, if I fail, well, then that's the end of the dream. And that sucks. You know, it's kind of easier just to, you know, put it on a little shelf and hope for the day that it happens rather than just jumping in balls deep and getting dirty with and seeing what happens. And yeah, so once I removed myself from that friend group, started to work on loving myself, appreciating who I was, and just trying to live fearlessly, which we talked about in last week's episode, just jumping in, believing in yourself and seeing where that goes. Um, And if anything, if you don't succeed, you'll learn a lesson, you know, a life lesson. So I just took that approach to it and it changed my life. And so these friends that were no longer in my life, I don't even long for them, miss them. Like now there really is just like no common ground at this point. So I don't long for the friendship or miss it in any way, shape or form because, well, these birds of a feather that flock together, I'm a different kind of bird now. I'm a freaking peacock. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to be flying with these dumbass pigeons anymore. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, hopefully that helps you. And in regards to actually meeting people, pay attention to the red flags and know that because you've been burnt by friends, rather than regretting it or being hard on yourself for bringing that into your life, what I did is I looked at it like it just seasoned me for life. Now I have a very clear perspective of when I go into a relationship with someone, I know what the red flags are. I know what to be weary of. 
And my discernment, my intuition has been so sharpened that I could see through the bullshit a mile away. I really can. So, and I'm sure you could too, you know, going through it with friends, like it, it only helps you in the long run because it gives you more knowledge, more seasoning, more armor, more protection in guarding your heart and knowing the actual type of people that you should allow into your life. And in regards to like making new friends, which could be difficult, especially at a particular age, like now I'm in my thirties, finding friends is not as easy as it used to be when I was like going out and hitting the town in my twenties. Like, I don't really do that right now. And well, even for someone who's in their twenties, I mean, with the pandemic and stuff, it's just a completely different world to live in a different world to make friends in. Um, But I've noticed the one way that I've made friends, you know, in my adult life, new friends is uh, being united with certain causes. So I have one group of friends and they love to do like beach cleanup. And I just signed up for a beach cleanup. This is also a great way to put yourself out there dating wise. If you don't want to go on apps, join some sort of a community type group and put yourself out there in that way, whether it be like a beach cleanup situation or working at a dog shelter, um, you could meet people that way. And you would be surprised when you like throw yourself into some sort of a sense of community the laws of attraction, like people just are drawn to you. You're drawn to them. You guys have a common ground of like, we both love pups or we both love trash at the beach or like picking up trash at the beach or whatever. Um, And then you can start to make friends, new friends. And yeah. And then pay attention to the red flags. And uh, yeah, hopefully you'll be set with a brand new group of people who don't treat you like shit queen. You deserve the best. Next question from the low lifer is, My boyfriend who is deployed just blindsided me and broke up with me. I'm heartbroken. Oh, help. Oh, don't worry, queen. Help is on the way. Help is on the way, dear. This is Delphi. Help is on the way. So first things first, let's address the fact that he's deployed, which means he's in the military. So as soon as I heard that, my brain went right to my family members. I do come from a military family. And I know that when it comes to deploying, that's a major life decision. It's scary. Uh, You could feel very alone. And it's a major life change. That being said, there's one of two things that are happening here. Um, First things first, because he was deployed, I know just from talking to my dad about it, he served in the Marines and uncles and aunts. And anyway, when you deploy somewhere, some people Uh, choose to compartmentalize relationships. And it's almost a defense mechanism for them to sever things before they leave. Um, That's just the way some people cope with, you know, something life changing, like deploying to another country or another part of the world or whatever. So that could be a viable option why he did that, especially if you were blindsided. If you didn't see this coming, this guy probably is trying to compartmentalize and figure out like how he's going to handle being away from someone he loves for so long, that unfortunately could involve breaking up with someone that they love. So that's the first option. And second option, which is unlikely, but it's definitely a possibility. I'm just going to shoot you straight on this one, Queen. Rip the Band-Aid off. But he could have been wanting this breakup for a while. And this was the perfect opportunity to have that moment, to break up and sever things um, if he had been wanting to do this for a bit. Uh, This was like a culmination of things, and it finally led to the moment where he's being deployed. So why not end it now Um, so he could, you know, live his life as a single guy? I think that's unlikely because you were blindsided. Because you didn't see this coming, uh, it was unexpected. I feel like it's probably more option one 
because you would have kind of sensed it. Yeah, we've been fighting. We haven't been getting along lately. I feel like he's pulling away from me, that sort of thing. And and this kind of all just started to add up and lead to him leaving and breaking up with me. And I'm heartbroken because of it. But because it's a surprise to you and you, again, didn't see this coming, that's something you need to explore with him, have that conversation with him. Uh, I don't know when that conversation can happen because he's deployed. So now let's deal with that, your heartbreak. All right, Queen, the best thing to do right now is I want you to go put on a cute little outfit, blow out your hair, put some gloss on the lips, go to your local bar and just go on a spree. Just start hooking up with every guy you see. The best way to get over someone is to get under someone, Queen. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. That's the worst advice. Don't listen to that. Um, That's 20 year old low coming through. Some people, that's how they deal with breakups, by hooking up with people and just trying to get your mind distracted. Um, That's not my coping mechanism, but to each their own. My advice to you, my real advice to you (laughs) would be now that he's gone, I mean, there's nothing you could really do about the fact that he's not in the picture right now for several months, six months, a year. I don't know how long he's deployed for, but regardless, now is your opportunity. Now is your chance, queen to be selfish, as selfish as you possibly can. This is your opportunity to be selfish. All eyes on me in the center of the ring, just like a freaking circus. So take this opportunity and focus on your mental health, spiritual health, emotional, everything. Just really take care of home base. And well, that's what I did. When I was broken up with, I was gutted, miserable. And oh, I just felt like a part of me had died, which is part of the way I even cope with loss in any form, whether it be losing a friend or a relationship or anything for that matter. I have a little funeral for it in my head. Um, So when my relationship ended, I was broken up with funeral happened, grieved it, went through the pain, the loss, felt it, uh, definitely went into some therapy and came out of it. And then I really just focused on myself. I worked out more than I had even when I was in the relationship, worked on my spirituality, my emotional health. I started to pour into some friends that I hadn't really spent time with or seen because I realized when the relationship ended and I didn't have my significant other, how much time was usurped in my life that I'd given to that specific person. I had a little extra time on my hands. And I thought, I don't want to look at this as a bad thing that I have the time on my hands. I want to take this as an opportunity to freaking really do some work on myself and go through, again, the stages of grief, but uh, come out of it. Rise of the phoenix, feeling better, looking better uh, than I ever have before. And that's exactly what I did. So much so that this ex who'd broken up with me and left me gutted, feeling like shit, Uh, ended up wanting to be back in a relationship with me and was begging to come back. And by that point, I had already done the work on myself and moved on that that relationship seemed like I would be taking steps backwards. Um, And I had to move forward. And that's exactly what I did. So anyway, I think that right now being selfish and really focusing on you and what makes you happy and the relationships outside of romantic ones um, that fulfill you focus on those. And then also, I think you really need to take a good look in the mirror and decide for yourself, while this guy's not in the picture because he's deployed, do you want to be in this relationship for the long run? I ask you that because, I mean, military relationships are difficult. They have their challenges. They, they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I have family members that have very successful marriages, but 
they do come with a different set of challenges. Um, and that's challenges for where you're going to live, you know, him being deployed several times, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a different kind of life, especially if you want to have kids and stuff like that. So now's your chance to really kind of evaluate, is this something I even really want? When this guy is not in the picture, now you could really sit down and have an honest conversation. Is, is this something that I want for my future? But anyway, I hope that helps you. And I'm sorry you're going through it, Queen. My heart goes out to you. It really does. Because I know that feeling of, of being broken up with. And uh, yeah, I've been on both sides of it. And both sides suck. So anyway. All right. Next question. Oh, she wrote her name. Hi, my name is Michelle, and I'm a big fan of the Low Life Pod. Question for you, Low: How are you able to have conversations and not be reactionary when it comes to disagreements? I get heated. I get into it with my family and friends. We have opposing views on pretty much every topic, especially when it comes to politics, religion, life in general. It's actually starting to make me resent some people that are closest in my life. I don't like that feeling. And just not talking politics or religion isn't going to cut it in this house. Oh, all right, Michelle. Well, (laughs) I get it, especially right now. I feel like we're still in such a politically charged time in this country or whatever country you're in. It's just a lot happening, you know, with the pandemic and stuff. So that being said... I'm in the same boat with you when it comes to uh, working on not being reactionary. It's taken a lot of work. Sometimes I mess up and because <laughs> I am naturally pretty heated, pretty spicy, caliente, uh, and I have strong opinions. But the thing I've realized when it comes to the people that are closest to me, like, let's say, my dad, who has very opposing views to mine, uh, or my uncle, for example, These are people who have shaped me in my life. These are people who I love unconditionally. So my approach to the conversation is completely different now. There's a complete paradigm shift in the way that I view the topic is because I go into it, one, not wanting to change anyone's mind, uh, two, wanting to learn something about the person, having respect for them and their views, even if I don't agree with them at all. Um, And three, the main thing for me and the reason why it typically doesn't end up heated at all in my house with my family or friends that have opposing views that are very triggering to me, uh, sometimes even offensive when it comes to like, you know, I have a friend of mine who's like, being gay is a choice. And I'm like, shit, I don't agree with that. Uh, But, you know, let's talk about it. And I even have grace and understanding for someone like that, who I feel like is so off left field, you know, off base and speaking on a topic they do not know anything about in that sense. But my lens and how I view people, especially those closest to me, that's who I'm talking about specifically, is this. I know that I love this person and this person loves me unconditionally, especially if they're family. I know this person has a different set of life experiences that I've never experienced on my own. Or maybe I have, but they have, again, different perspective, uh, different lens that they view the world. And I also know this person who I'm talking to right now, whether it be my dad or my uncle or a friend who, you know, who is extremely conservative or whatever it may be, I know that that person didn't wake up in the morning thinking to themselves, how am I going to fuck up Lowe's day? How am I going to really piss off Lowe? I wonder what would be a really good way to irritate Lowe today. I know they don't think that way unless they're a sociopath. So because I know no one's intention is to ruffle my feathers or to, you know, get a rise or reaction out of me, 
the lens that I view them is now a respectful one and one that's calm. And I just listen. I don't want to change anyone's mind. I just want to hear your thoughts and perspective. And hell, maybe I could even understand you a little bit more. So I think when you take the sting out of it, or there's any venom, when you realize there's no venom in it, you could just listen to the person and have a pretty honest, open discussion that doesn't end up getting heated because there is no heat. There is no spice in there. It's just pure. And you're just hearing someone's thoughts. And I know when it comes to like religion and politics and stuff, like it's easy to get triggered. Um, but I just always maintain that perspective and lens of like, they didn't wake up wanting to ruin my day or piss me off. And also I know they love me unconditionally. So I'm not going to let uh, policies we disagree on or religious views that we don't see eye to eye on chip away at our relationship because the foundation is great. The foundation is there. There are just certain things that, again, we have opposing views on and that's okay. Like I have conservative friends that I absolutely love and adore and we talk politics sometimes and yeah, sometimes we don't agree with each other uh, in that way. But again, we're still having a game night and loving each other and it's all good. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm really open and accepting of everybody's views, because I know that there's a reason why the person believes that they're not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like they have reasoning and rationale that, you know, justifies the way that they feel. So it's not my job to discredit that person um, or to make them feel like their views are wrong. I actually think that's the last thing you should ever want to do. But anyway, I hope that helps. It's just kind of changing your perspective and lens on, on going into these conversations. Um, yeah, go into it with zero heat, zero spice, and everything should be nice. All right, next pregunta. Here we go. Halo, I found out my husband paid for a happy ending massage. Oh, shit. Do I stay or do I leave him? Oh, <laughs> well, ooh. ooh, okay. Here's the thing. I think the bigger question is not whether you should stay or leave him. I think the question is what led to that point where your husband is seeking physical intimacy from a random person at a massage parlor? There must be some finite cracks in the relationship, in the foundation of your relationship um, that have led to this point. And if there's not, and he just wanted to get a random hand job from some random chick um, or dude, whatever, um, then I think, yeah, sure. Then if you're not down with that and it came out of nowhere and you guys are completely healthy and happy or you thought you were, then sure, leave him. I mean, the fact that you're even asking me that question is should I stay or leave him? I think that kind of shows where your head is at. And it sounds like you're wanting to kind of have one foot out the door in that sense. But if you don't feel that way and you do want to stay in this relationship and you're hurting because that trust was broken between you guys, then you got to do some therapy. You got to sit down with him and figure out what the hell is going on in our relationship that would make you want to do something like that and risk it all for a freaking hand job from a rando. I mean, really, though, come on, we're better than that, babe. You know, like there's some shit that must be happening that you guys need to address and really talk it out and and just be honest with each other. And then once you have that really honest, open conversation, hopefully you could have that with him. Then at that point, you could decide, is this a relationship I still want to be part of, invest in? Or is this the straw that broke the camel's back? Is that that phrase? I know that's a, such an old saying. But anyway, is that the line in the sand moment where you're like, mm -mm, we can't come back from this? So I guess you have to have that conversation with him. But oh, what a tough one. And that, again, sucks. It's betrayal. Uh, sending good vibes and thoughts your way for that one, Queen. I know that's a tough one to navigate. 
All right, next question comes from Tyler in New York. Hey, Lo, I'm a big fan of the Low Life podcast. Loyal Low Lifer, your podcast has really helped me through my depression days lately. I live alone in New York, and it's very expensive to live here. I'm excited that things are starting to open up in New York, and things are going back to normal, but they haven't for me career-wise. My career came to a screeching halt, and I just feel like everyone around me is working and starting to make money, and I just feel like I'm in a funk. It's hard for me to not get in a funk and feel depressed. Do you have any tips to keep me out of the darkness besides your incredible podcast? Thanks, Lo. Tyler, yeah, I have been there as well. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I mean, I just went through, you know, feeling like shit the other day. Sometimes I get really down on myself too, and I get into a funk. And I know like physical exercise, that of course naturally helps. It's a dopamine serotonin release. But I've been doing this little method um, that I learned from a shaman, this healer. um, And she suggested that I do this. And it's 15 minutes. And it really helps. I mean, it's helped me when I'm in a funk or I'm just going through it. I'm just starting to feel depressed and everything kind of feels heavy around me or I lose my sense of purpose, uh, which, by the way, when it comes to working, a lot of us put our purpose and self-worth in jobs that we should get, uh, money that we should be making. Um, myself included, but I'm learning now to not put my sense of worth and purpose in the work, but in everyday life experiences. And that's been difficult to do, especially someone like me who's so driven and motivated by work and being busy and constantly producing great things. And I love to be creative. And so when that comes to a halt for me um, and work isn't thriving, oh, I can go to a very dark place, my friend. And That's why I ended up going to this healer shaman who helped me realign what my focus and purpose should be and how I shouldn't put all my eggs in a career basket or knowing that if I book something amazing, then it's all just going to change for me and my depression poof disappears, Um, which sometimes that is the case. But again, it's just putting a bandaid on a bigger problem. So anyway, this is what I've been doing lately and it has helped me. So maybe it will help you. Okay, so start off the day with five minutes of meditation. If you don't know how to meditate, I didn't know either, to be honest. Um, So I started off by just closing my eyes and just trying to clear my thoughts. And even just closing your eyes and sitting in silence or putting on some meditation music for about five minutes, not being on your phone, it does something to you. It really helps. Next thing. So five minutes of meditation. Next one, four minutes of reading. You could read anything you want, an article, to be some part of a book that you wanted to read. Um, I'll read recipes sometimes, but just four minutes of reading. And I know people who hate reading. You can get through four minutes, though. It does something to your brain. It sharpens you in some sort of a way. So do that. Next thing, three minutes of dancing. I dance. That's just one strong song. And usually I'll put on like a Selena Quintanilla banger. I'll do a little Kylie Minogue moment. Something good that puts me in a great mood. A dance song is awesome. And I will just fucking dance my heart out in my living room or wherever I'm at. Um, just dance for three minutes. The next thing I do is two minutes of breath work every single day. Really focusing on my breathing, clearing out my lungs, being thankful that they don't have freaking COVID in them right now. And just, yeah, focusing on my breathing. Two minutes of that. And then last but not least, every single day, um, I do one minute of gratitude. 
So I, I clear my thoughts. I take out a sheet of paper. I'll usually write it in my journal or my planner. And just for one minute, I'll sometimes even put a little stopwatch on. Um, I'll write down as many things just at the top of my head I'm thankful for in that moment for that day. So it's like a one minute speed round of gratitude. And it could be anything you want to be thankful or show gratitude for, uh, big or small. Okay, so here's mine. One more payment left on my credit card. My skin is glowing today. My parents are healthy. I slept six hours, had a great phone combo with the queen. Love her. Fresh flowers smell amazing in my home right now. Holy shit. And the guy at Chipotle didn't charge me for guacamole. Oh, yeah, those are the things I'm thankful for today. Tomorrow will be a new set of things. Sometimes some of the same ones will be on there. But every day, forcing myself to have one minute of gratitude just makes a difference. If you could do more than one minute, that's great. But if you add that all up, the five minutes of meditation, four minutes of reading, two minutes of breath work, and a minute of gratitude, that's exactly 15 minutes that you're dedicating to your mind, body, and spirit every single day. That's 15 minutes that you're giving some pure joy to yourself in some sort of a way. Um, and to me, that helps a lot. That 15 minutes, how I start my day, could really reset my perspective of how I'm going to choose to enjoy the rest of my day. Uh, so it helps. And again, it's a struggle. Some days you just have to feel it and it's okay to be in a funk. Like I'm not always a tigger jumping for joy. Sometimes I'm feeling like complete shit um, and I need to be alone in my feelings. That happens too. But more so than not, I'm doing that little 15 minute exercise, which now I'm increasing to 30 minutes every day. Um, so I'm like doubling the time uh, so that I could just take care of myself and just give myself a fighting chance uh, at being happy and realizing I don't need to have a thriving career or to be extremely busy. I'm, I need to find my happiness within. And anyway, I've been working on that and I'm sure you are too. So good luck to you, King. I get it. Uh, the struggle is real, but hopefully that could help you in some sort of a way. All right, we have time for one more question from the lowlifers. Here we go. Hi, low. I live in San Diego, California. Oh, I love San Diego. My best friend sent me your podcast because she was obsessed with you since you hosted the Only Child podcast with Ariel Vandenberg. Oh, I love doing that podcast with her. It was so fun. I've been listening to your podcast since day one, and I became a fan too. I follow you on Instagram, and I think you're funny and smart. And I just love your dark sense of humor. Well, thank you for appreciating the darkness because uh, it's not everyone's cup of tea. My mom also listens to your podcast and she wants to be best friends with the queen. Oh, how cute. Our moms would love each other. I'm sure they would. Okay, so here's the advice I need. I really like a guy and I feel like I know him already, but we've never actually met. Oh, is this like a little online thing? I'm the same age as him. I think we would really hit it off. I'm Italian. I love to surf and I love to cook. All great things. Any advice on how I can get this guy's attention so I can go on a date with him? He hasn't responded to my DM. He's busy as a fashion stylist and he also hosts a podcast. <laughs> but I would love to grab coffee or go on a hike with this guy and see where it goes. Here's a pic. Let me know if you're interested, Lo. You're the guy if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> yes. You could read my name on the podcast. My name is Mateo. Oh, damn, Mateo. <laughs> wow. This is really cute. Oh, this one kind of took me off guard. Made me speechless. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, 
That's really sweet. Wow. Mateo, uh, let's see what your picture is here. I'm going to look it up. Oh. Oh, damn. Oh, Mateo, you're a good looking guy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, first of all, that was really cute and didn't see that one coming. And um, also, yeah, I guess I'd love to meet up. Sure. Why not? I'm single. I'm down to go on a fun low lifer date. I'll report it back to the low lifers. Just want to make sure you're not um, going to catfish me, you know, chop me up, put me in a bag, that sort of thing. A lot of sociopaths out there, Mateo. So I just need to make sure this all checks out. But based on your picture, you are very handsome. And I do love me some San Diego. Maybe we could do like a halfway point. DM me your phone number. We'll FaceTime so make sure you're not catfishing me and you're not a serial killer. Um, and then we could figure out a place to meet. Maybe like uh, Orange County. That's a good halfway point. We could do like a cute little beach pike moment or something like that. But yeah, I'm down to go on a little date. A lot of you ask, am I dating someone right now? And I'm actually single uh, and, and ready to mingle. Why not? And the thing that's really sweet is a lot of my listeners have sent suggestions on people that I should be dating, whether it be a sibling or a friend. Um, my lowlifers coming through with the referrals, which is, again, very sweet. And, and I'm definitely open to dating. Who would have thought the Low Life podcast would be my very own little Bumble Tinder <laughs> situation? But I love that it's like referred people. Um, so it's a little bit more vetted. So, yeah, um, if you're, you're looking to go out on a date, sure, hit me up. <laughs> So can't wait to meet you, Mateo. And that's, uh, I love that name. And that's very sweet of you to reach out in that way. Very unexpected. Damn. Okay, I'll report back to you guys and let you know how it goes. <laughs> this could either be an incredible moment or a shit show, but I will definitely keep you guys posted on that one. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, I just got to say, muchas gracias. Thank you so much to the low lifers. My listeners, you're incredible. When I first started this podcast, this was what, 40 something episodes ago, expectations were so low to no expectation. I mean, really though, I thought, all right, my parents will download it. Even the queen, she didn't download the episodes. I'm like, damn, okay. My dad will download it. A couple cousins, maybe some friends, and we'll be lucky if we make it to episode 10. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so lucky if my network doesn't drop my ass. Uh, because like, who's going to listen to this? Hopefully someone does, but it's really tough. It's a very tough space to navigate. And even, you know, my producer was like, yeah, launching a podcast isn't easy. So the fact that we're 42 episodes in, we're coming up on almost a year of podcasting and yeah, I'm just overwhelmed by the love and support and kindness from the listeners. And it's great because I still get new listeners that are, you know, starting the show like now, which is great because my low lifers, you guys are referring the show to friends and family. And, you know, that's how we kind of build this community out. And it's a wonderful community that we have with some of the nicest, coolest, most down to earth people that I'm actually obsessed with. So thank you. My, I just love my listeners so much. And oh, and the Facebook group has been started. Um, it's called the Low Life Podcast. You can find that on Facebook. I'll post a link uh, to it on Instagram so we can keep the conversation going there. Um, I'm still responding to DMs. So again, uh, if I haven't responded yet, you know, thank you for resending it because it's, you know, now I can see it when I updated my phone. A lot of them just poof, disappeared. So I'm getting to those. And every day I'm waking up just feeling very grateful that I get to hang with you guys, you know, once a week, which could eventually turn into 
more than one episode a week. You know, we're still working out the fine kinks of the show and how to get the show out on time and all that sort of thing. So again, thank you for bearing with us. And as you know, with a startup podcast, uh, like this little shit show. The way you can show your support for an up-and-comer like this one is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, again, using the sponsor codes, that really helps. Keeps the sponsors happy and rebooking for the show so we can continue to do free shows for you. Um, but also leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, oh my God, does it help tremendously with the analytics and the numbers and the sponsors and and even booking guests and, and where the podcast shows up on Apple Podcasts. And it just helps everything. And I've been figuring it out and being fully transparent with you every step of the way um, you guys are part of this journey with me. So uh, thank you for taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, multiple reviews, the more, the better. And they could be anything you want them to be. It could be a freaking little burrito. You could leave a tamale, a unicorn, rainbows, throw some dicks my way. Or you could actually write a message. Honestly, whatever you want it to be, it just is tremendously helpful. And the more reviews, the better. So thank you for taking the time to do that. And to show some gratitude and to say thank you to you as a listener, um, the best way that I can show my gratitude to you, besides putting out podcasts every week, is through my favorite love language, which is gifts. That's right. I'm opening up the low life gifting suite and I'm picking people at random in the review section of Apple Podcasts. Um, so please leave your Instagram handle somewhere in there at the end. Just throw your IG handle so I could slide into your DMs uh, and send you a little something, something. I've been sending out gift cards. Uh, so some people should be getting those in the next few days. Uh, and then I also have some really cool gifts coming your way too. I ordered these gift boxes. They arrive on Monday and then I can start putting together some little gifts and low-life gifting boxes for the listeners that I'll be sending out. And they're gifts from sponsors, um, products that I'm obsessed with, uh, things from Amazon, the shit you didn't know you need, summer must-have list. I got some of those items. They're just some really good treats, some self-care Sunday items, some hyaluronic serums, some sheet masks, just that good good. Um, just to keep you glowing. And also just to thank you for being a loyal low-lifer and, and showing support uh, to an up-and-coming podcast. That's just one way I can show my gratitude. So I want to shout out some listeners on the podcast right now, people who have left reviews. Okay, here we go. Let's jump into it. All right, first review comes from Jill Perdue. Jill Perdue writes, Shamu moment. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> I heard your confession on KB's pod the first time, but the second time was just as funny. I'm dying laughing in the middle of the airport. <laughs> The looks I'm getting are my own moment. Keep us laughing low with little rainbow moment. Oh, Jill Perdue. Yeah, I'm glad that my humiliation and lowest moment uh, could bring you some joy while you're at the airport. <laughs> like, at some point, you just got to have to laugh about shit. You know, life is too damn short. Thank you for that review. All right. Next review comes from BPete18. BP18 writes, Puta, I absolutely love this podcast. I listen every Thursday on my commute to work, and there have been times where I have to really focus on my driving because my eyes are watery from laughing so hard. <laughs> my new favorite thing has been the ending tags. The last one with Caitlin saying, don't forget to drink your water, Puta, because I know you're thirsty. So cute with the crying face. And even Elliot was added. Love it. I played it back so many times. Thank you for the constant laughs. Oh, that's actually my favorite. I'm almost thinking of making that a constant on the show, too, because it's just so good. Caitlin's laugh is everything. It's so good. 
Because she's like, wait, can I say that word? Like, am I about to get canceled for calling your listeners putas? <laughs> like, no, say it. They'll love it. It's a safe place. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you love that part of the pod because I freaking do, too. Next review comes from Cami Lou Who. Oh, Cami Lou Who. We've talked on DMs. Oh, I love this queen. All right, Cami Lou Who, love the name, uh, writes, we need merch. Best podcast out there. Lo has amazing energy, is super relatable, and hates friends too. <laughs> I do. Well, I don't want to say hate. Just, yeah, I guess I'm just not into it. Strongly dislike friends. It's not my show. It's not my thing. Anyway, uh, Cami Luhu continues to write, I'm obsessed with Lo. I love the real authentic conversations that he has with guests. It's a good feeling show, and I always leave learning something new. Absolutely love it with a heart. Oh, Cami Luhu, you queen. Thank you for leaving that review. And I'm glad that we can bond over the fact we both don't like watching Friends. Um, and for the listeners who are obsessed with Friends, which I would assume is like the majority of my listeners, everybody loves Friends. I feel like I'm in a very specific demographic. It's like the 2% that just aren't about that show. Uh, but anyway, thank you for still supporting me uh, in this show, even though uh, Friends is a deal breaker for some people. Caitlin was almost like, love, don't know if we could be friends now because you can't stand that show. <laughs> All right, we have time for one more review. This one's coming from Lexi Lynn Lee. Oh, Lexi Lynn Lee, triple L's. Here we go. Lo is a true gem, five stars. This podcast is a breath of fresh air. Lo is a riot and such a good host. Oh, he has the best questions. And no matter the topic of the day, you can always turn it around and put a smile on my face. Don't sleep on this pod. It is well worth a listen. Love you, Lo. And of course, love you too, Queen. Oh, the Queen. Who's coming back? The Queen is coming back. I, I talked about it on the last show, um, but I'm actually going to be recording with her this week. Ah, yay. So that will be amazing to have her. Thank you for leaving that beautiful review, Lexi. And I'm glad that you view this podcast as a breath of fresh air and you could get something from every single episode because that was the goal for me. I'm not about to waste anyone's time here. Time is the most valuable thing on this miserable planet. So I want to make sure I'm respectful of that. That being said, every episode, you got to leave with something, even if it's just a smile um, or you're learning something or a different perspective, or I don't know, just there has to be a takeaway. So it's worth it because there are way too many podcasts out there that waste time. Um, and I just don't ever want to be lumped in with that. So anyway, you noticing that um, really means a lot. Thank you for that. I hope you guys have a beautiful, relaxing weekend ahead. Take a shower in the dark, light some candles, apply your serums, but don't forget to drink your water. Because <laughs> I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Over there with two. <laughs>